Hello everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast for this New Year's Day. And our title for today is God Has More in Store. As we start a brand new year, we may be wondering what the year ahead holds for us. For some of us, some of the nasty surprises of the pandemic have made us at least a little bit cautious about having great goals and great expectations for the year ahead. Now, many things are uncertain about the year ahead. But today, we're going to look at some very clear texts in the Bible that will give us a nice, clear view of some great things that you and I can definitely expect this year. So let's start with our key passage and it's a text that some of us may know well by now. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. I'll read all texts from the New International Version. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In this text, Paul tells us about something that God is always doing. It was true in the first century when he wrote it, and it's just as true in the 21st century right now. This is something that you and I can definitely expect. The Holy Spirit is constantly at work in the life of all of God's children. He is transforming us so that we are becoming more and more like Jesus. Let's take a closer look at this text. Look at the key words so that we can really take hold of this text to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Firstly, he writes, We all. Now, we all includes you and I. This is not something that God is only doing in the lives of apostles or church leaders or other kinds of ministers. This is something that he is doing in all of our lives. If you are God's child, this applies to you. Then he writes that we are being transformed. Now, being, it's an important word. It speaks about process. The process began when we surrendered our lives to the Lord Jesus. And it's going to continue until we finally see him face to face. Right now, we're living in the space in between the beginning and the end. The process is happening right now. And it will continue to happen through the year. It will continue to happen for the rest of our days on earth. We are being transformed. So you and I can have a biblical expectation that this will be happening this year. Next, Paul used the word transformed. A transformed is a powerful word. It speaks of a change that makes something or someone completely different. The Holy Spirit is not making a few small changes here and there. 
He is transforming us, making us completely different. So you and I can have a biblical expectation to change significantly in the year ahead. Not just a little bit, but significantly. Then Paul wrote that we are being transformed into his image. And this explains why Paul used that powerful word transformed. We are becoming like Jesus. That's radical, folks. That's glorious. So we can have a biblical expectation to become more like Jesus in the year ahead. And finally, Paul wrote that we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Now, as you've been looking at those words, I think that's making sense because the image of Jesus is truly glorious. As we become more and more like Jesus, we show more and more of his glory. So, you and I can have a biblical expectation to display more of the glory of Jesus in this year ahead. So friends, from the scriptures, this is what every single child of God can expect from 2023. To continue on our journey of transformation. To change significantly. To become more like Jesus and to display more of the glory of Jesus. Now, I honestly don't know what this year will bring in terms of so many aspects of life, like economics, politics, climate, health, or wealth. But I do know that God wants all of us to enjoy those four things. He wants us to experience more transformation this year so that we are significantly changed. We become significantly more like Jesus and we display more of the glory of Jesus. God wants us to look back when we get to the end of the year and say, wow, thank you, Lord. You have transformed my life gloriously over this past year. This is what we can expect. I love this thought. I believe this because it's in the scriptures. I hope you believe it too. With all of the uncertainty that exists about the future, it is so good to know that we can expect these things with a confident faith, regardless of what else happens. Now, having said this, and got you excited, I hope, I would be doing us a great disservice if I led you into this level of expectation of God without telling you about God's level of expectation of you and of me. The same Paul who wrote the text that we've just studied also wrote this about his way of life. It's found in Philippians chapter 3 verses 10 to 14. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, 
becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained all of this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here in this letter, Paul was writing about his own journey, his personal journey. He had glorious goals because he knew that God wanted to transform him into the image of Jesus and display his glory through him. He also knew that he had not yet arrived at his goal. So he pressed on towards the goal. He didn't sit back and do nothing, expecting God to do everything. No, he pressed on, straining towards this glorious goal. And like Paul, you and I, we have not yet arrived. We are still works in progress. So we need to press on to become and to do all the glorious things that God has planned for us. Now this text shows us two things that can hold us back from the goal. The first is our past. Our past can hold us back. In verse 13 he wrote, forgetting what is behind. Friends, this is so important. If we want to move forward, we need to leave the past behind. The past can be like, like a handbrake in a car that keeps it from moving. Some of us live like prisoners of our past. We allow our past to define us. So we stay stuck there. We, we don't enjoy the transformation that Jesus wants to bring about in our lives. Friends, we have to release the handbrake. Now today I want to just quickly mention two common handbrakes that hold us back. Firstly, the victim mindset. The victim mindset tells us that we are still abused people or damaged people or disadvantaged people. If we hold on to this identity, we are unlikely to move forward. This isn't to say that our story shouldn't be told, but it should be told as history. This is what happened in the past. But then we surrendered our lives to Jesus and we asked him to come and rule as Lord of our lives. Now we are on the path of transformation. We are no longer the victim. We are now the victor. The second mindset is a condemnation mindset. This is where we see ourselves as condemned people. We've done something or some things that are so bad that we believe that we are just too far gone. Perhaps society has judged us and written us off. Perhaps we have judged ourselves and written ourselves off. If we hold on to this identity, 
We fail to see the grace of God. And we won't move forward into this transformed life. Now Paul, who who wrote the text that we've been looking at, he called himself the worst of all sinners. Because Paul was once a violent persecutor of the church. But Paul knew the grace of God. Listen to what he said about himself. Romans 8 verses 1 to 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Friends, we were all guilty. We were all deserving of God's wrath. We all stood condemned. But in His amazing grace, God offered us forgiveness when we put our faith in Jesus. Now, we are on a path of transformation. We are no longer the condemned. We are now the forgiven. There is no condemnation for us. So when we surrendered our lives to Jesus, we surrendered those broken, guilty lives And God gave us a new life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says this about you and I. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Friends, let's leave the past where it belongs. In the past. Let's leave our past behind so that we can take hold of, we can press on to take hold of our glorious future. The second thing that can hold us back from this transformation is passivity or laziness. For some reason, we don't act on what we believe. In verse 13, Paul wrote, straining toward what is ahead. Here's a reality check. You and I can hear this message. We can read the scripture. We can believe it. But we can fail to experience that glorious transformation that God has desiring for us and has promised us. We can listen. We can nod. We can even shout, Amen. We can forward this media to other people. But we can fail to make any effort to embrace this transformation. Paul wrote that he was straining towards what is ahead. There was significant effort involved in his part. Paul wasn't sitting on his chair with hands raised saying, Thank you, Jesus. I receive my transformation. And expecting everything to change without him doing anything. No. Paul was saying, thank you, Jesus. Please show me what must I do to take hold of these things. I want to strain to press on to take hold of these things. So what does this look like practically? Here are some things that God showed the Apostle Peter that he should do and we should do in order to experience this transformation. 
2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 8. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God's divine power is at work in us. He has given us very great and precious promises so that we may participate in the divine nature. In other words, we can know God at work in us, and we can become more like Jesus. Our response, according to this text, should be twofold. Firstly, we've got to believe these promises. If God has promised these things, we've got to believe that. Secondly, we must act accordingly, pursuing God's glorious will for us. In Paul's letter, he wrote about pressing on and straining towards the goal. In Peter's letter, he wrote, make every effort. They both urge us to make the necessary effort to see the transformation continuing in our lives. We are to add to our faith or act according to our faith. Let me conclude. There are many uncertainties about the year ahead, but we can be assured of this. God has promised us transformation. Our response must firstly be to believe him and secondly to act accordingly. We should leave our past behind and run into our glorious future. This year, let's make every effort to experience that glorious transformation that God has planned for us. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for these glorious promises. Lord Jesus, thank you for making all of this possible. Today we say, we believe you. We believe in you. We believe what you have said. We believe what you have told your apostles. This year we want to take you at your word and we want to act accordingly. Please would you help us to to add to our faith these things that Peter wrote about. That we may experience all of the transformation that you have promised us. For the glory of your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.